up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Fisher along with Jess the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Cousins Off this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just Uh, stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Someone feed me today's topic. Massive Beach 1997, Dave. Daytona Beach, Florida. There you go, Daytona. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. Or you can watch our videos at YouTube at Our Wrestling What? I got it wrong last time. Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019. Or you can catch us on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Guys, are you ready to bash? I want to go to the beach, Dave. I can't wait for the beach. So I'm typing shit awkwardly. Do you have the, all the attendance up in Shiznit, Dave? Let me take a look here, sir. I believe I got it. Because if you don't, I'm ready with my current WWF <clears throat> champions on the other side of the pond. At this, What I will tell you is that in 1997, this took place at Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. Uh, there was apparently an attendance of 7,851. So 7,851 people. Yikes. We have Dusty Rhodes. Uh, well, yeah, Sean you say that. Bobby on there. Yeah, tell me. Go ahead. You say that, and I thought the same thing because this was their absolute hottest, yeah, for the most part. And it was a sellout. This arena was, but why they did the the Daytona Beach, Florida, Ocean Center is weird to me because I would just think they would want to go to bigger venues at this time. Because they're, they're July of nineteen ninety seven, they were smoking hot. They were number one with the bullet. WWF was struggling still to catch up at this point. They were WWF was getting better and better every week, but uh, but they weren't there yet. They were about probably nine or ten months away from really striking gold. So mm-hmm. I just I saw 78 and I was like, why wouldn't they go to a bigger arena? I know they sold it out. There's no way they did not sell it out, especially with the main event. Yeah. There's no way they didn't sell it out. But I it also I seems the like they thing. had the, the big stage on the side, so they couldn't sell a lot of those seats either, right? No, yeah, but you can I just like, even tell with the entrance, it was a short walk to the ring. It was just one of those old timey places they used to run in with very limited attendance and like not like a third section, like yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it's they already old, had maybe they yeah maybe they it. booked it a year in advance or something like that and just couldn't get that's, out of the deal so they just had to yeah. keep it. That makes they sense. the ticket yeah. prices. They probably cranked the ticket prices way up. Like Good. Daytona Beach's mayor's like Bischoff's best friend or like Hogan's all cold. <laughs> they don't know how to cheer anyway, so they deserve to pay top price at that time. Like, so it's at this time, to like beach. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this time the on the WWF side of things, the heavyweight champion was the Undertaker. Oh. Uh, WWF oh. also at this point was about a month away from SummerSlam 97 where Bret Hart would defeat Taker to regain the WWF championship for the fifth and final time. The Intercontinental Champion here was Owen Hart and wow. the WWF Tag Team Champions here were Dude Love and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Never heard of them. <laughs> uh, who are those guys? Yeah, crazy. So they were, they were. you could tell they were trying to mesh things together here in 97 over there in WWF. WCW was still firmly in control of the Monday Night Wars, uh, but uh, WWF was starting to uh, figure some stuff out. If you catch my drift, you will. But anyways, uh, just was there a was there a dark match here? Well, there was, but it was on WCW main event wrestling, where you know, much like WWF, they would have Sunday Night Heat on Sundays. Sure. WCW would have WCW Saturday Night on Saturdays, and they would have WCW main event on Sundays, and on pay per view Sundays. They would have main event live at the arena that the pay-per-view is going to be at. And they would have like two or three matches for free on TBS as part of the WCW main event show. And then sure. they would go off the air right when the pay-per-view started. So it wasn't mm-hmm. technically dark matches. It was just WCW uh, main event. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff. Let's get into match number one. 
when you see match this number, come out, oh, sorry. match number I, one, you, you see this kind of coming in, you're like, oh, this isn't going to be good. But it was, it's going to be, good. it's Mortis and Wrath. No, and thank you for saying that because I thought the same thing. Uh, it's Mortis like, and uh, Wrath. Mortis and Wrath, which every if you guys don't know, Chris Canyon was under the Mortis mask, and I love yes. the Mortis character. By the way, I really yeah. was a fan of it because Chris Canyon's an excellent professional, or was rest in peace, an excellent professional wrestler. So it was a pleasure to watch him. Like he always innovated moves, and he loved Japan wrestling, so he copied that style too, and he brought a lot of moves over as well. So he was under the mask of Mortis Wrath. Everybody knows as Adam Bomb from the WWF. Yes. So they yeah. were teaming together. They took on Glacier and Ernest Miller. The match went Ugh. nine minutes and 47 seconds. Ernest Miller. Like, uh, it's Ernest Miller, everybody. Taking like, all the Glacier shit that we could all make fun of and the Blood Runs Cold promos. Well, and the I was way like, that all I was like, kind Jess, of is there fucking snow right at the beginning of the match? Like, yes, snow it, did snow. it did snow. It did snow. Glacier <laughs> did have that talent. Professional wrestling, yes. not so much one of them, even though he was not a bad pro wrestler. He wasn't terrible. He worked. Uh, take, he worked. Taking all the Glacier jokes out of this, it was actually a fucking really solid opening match. It, it it's fun. really... Canyon is so underrated, and how he carried this match is something that people should go and watch. Uh, the chair shot against the ring post was awesome. Yes. When they put, yes, uh, Gla- they put, they brought Glacier on the outside of the ring. Wrath held his head up against the the ring post and held a chair up to it, and Chris Canyon fucking kicked him uh, right in the face with, through the chair. It was awesome. Like it was really cool. Um, towards the end, the ref didn't give a shit. Towards the end, because on the last of the, of the closing sequence. Like Ernest wasn't even legal, and he's like, I don't fucking care. Like the ref just yeah. gave up. Like he's like, I don't give a shit. Uh, but Mortis and Wrath got the pin, which was cool. I give yeah. it, I give it a solid B plus. I loved okay. it. I was like, it's so into it. After like the first like three minutes, I was like, this shit's really good. And Ernest Miller was good. His he's kicks amazing, were good. Yeah. They looked realistic. They called him the cat. Why didn't they just have a cat image for like cat yeah. character? Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, they did. Yeah, they, they did later. Oh, yeah, okay. this was before he got like super funny, right? Like then they relied mm-hmm. on his humor kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the same way when we, and it, for, when it first started, it was all karate kicks, and I was like, "Come on, this is going to be ridiculous." But, I actually thought and, it was fun. I was and fun. I, I want to say before we even kind of get too far in here that this is not going to be one of those pay per views that we trashed the whole way. Like I think we all can agree we were pleasantly surprised by this entire pay per view. So get ready for. Uh, pleasantly surprised and a exceeded expectations yeah. in a yeah. lot of in well, a this lot of this was WCW's. This was the heart of their popularity, like I said earlier. Yeah, and I was I just overall just before we kind of get into it, like such a cool mix of. We always talk about how it's important to uh, become a, an awesome, well-rounded wrestler to cut your teeth in the different countries. Like this pay per view had Mexico, had Japan, had uh, celebrities, had the top yeah. guys. It was stacked, and it was confident enough to start this card with Mortis and Wrath versus Ernest mm. the Cat Miller and Glacier. They handed Glacier his first loss, and I just. My only notes to this i gave it a solid b uh even adam bomb as wrath you can tell that mortis almost gave moves to wrath uh he was 10 times better than he was with mortis and he was i think as any other character as wrath and i think that's testament also to canyon aka uh mortis and i i I gave it a b i opened this uh, i started this match and i was like no stop the kicks and then it was like i really got into the entire presentation of it and started to love the kicks and double team moves from wrath and mortis were excellent like man like and Glacier yeah. and Ernest Miller, as green as they were, they didn't rush anything. They were so no. calm and like they paced it fine. They they all executed their hot tags. It didn't look bad. It was a really good match. It was I, I've said enough. I can't. Yeah. Talk. yeah. So so you see, it's really hot and heavy early. It was kind of I kind of had fun with the high flying martial arts stuff. 
the bro kick they laid on was insane. I just commented on the chair shot. I thought it was absolutely awesome. But and then the lariat he takes. Glacier's getting his clock clean in the beginning, but he kind of he bounces back. Uh, they miss a moonsault on him. A moonsault on him, and then Cat's just had enough. He's going off on these guys. Crazy kicks, huge spinning kicks in the ring. And then there's a DDT by Glacier, and the manager. I can't remember the manager's name. Did I write it in here? Um, Mortis and and, <clears throat> and Rass manager. He, he uh, James Vander. James Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was weird. I can't remember. Dawson from Dawson's Creek so, was their manager. So yeah. not only did he put the foot on the rope, it was but he attaches he attaches was, a yeah. chain to the actual to his foot as he's putting his foot on the rope. So when Glacier kicks up, he gets a super kick with the chain. And that's yeah. how Glacier But to the, the chest. I was going to say that. The, this was great up until the ending when he, kind he of either missed didn't it. kick yeah. him correctly or a kick to the chain in the chest instead of the face. Maybe he like, was being careful. Do you want to take a real chain to the neck like that? I, I mean, I'm with you. But I graded the same. Yeah. I gave it a solid B. I was what It was a great opening match. It got people excited. And uh, it was really, really cool stuff. So, so the next match, uh, I, and before what, you do that, also, DDP I appreciate is answering questions on the internet. Yeah, I, I skipped that because the he, internet, the intranet, you know, <laughs> what I like a lot about WCW pay-per-views and what was glaringly obvious in this pay-per-view here was they don't fucking filibuster at all. Like they, they go from match to match to match because they've been building all on their TV shows up to the pay-per-view. So like they, you're here to watch the pay-per-view, so it emulates a sporting event. There's very little bullshit like between mm, all yeah. these matches. Very little. It's just like boom, boom, boom. And they'll mix it up with backstage interviews and Gene Okerlund live too, which I enjoyed. It does bring a little Nitro-esque feeling into the pay-per-view, but they keep yeah. it going. It's always like I was never bored. Like one match would end and I'd be like, oh shit, the, they're, they're bringing the other match into they're the ring already. Like, it was I, thought, really good. I thought about this too, Jess. That's a good point. But then I'm like, so, but selfishly, I'm like 20 plus years later, I'm like, I would have wanted to see some vignettes because what were all these feuds all about? And Good I don't rem- remember them. Good point. But and then like if you're at home watching with a casual fan, like uh, what's this feud about? But I think at the time, like and even today, there's too much promos, the too much vignettes, yeah. like every single paper. We've already seen this. We've built for weeks and weeks. So it's like you're right, Jess, like that's that's probably the best way to present the action there's the talking's done like it's your fault if you haven't caught up you've paid the money and hit the button yeah, on your you remote paid to money buy to it. see this so you must be hooked in something yes like, so you but you're know right what's though going on but you make a good point too because rodman might attract casual viewers because dennis rodman's in the main event so, so people might want to watch what could be a train wreck by having dennis rodman on so maybe it would behoove you to have video packages so maybe they could have done a better production job because they probably had a lot of casuals watching this pay-per-view yeah or to come over to hardcore wrestling fans house going can i come over your house watch pay-per-view rodman's wrestling so you're gonna get you might you're right it's like as a wrestling fan i'm being selfish because i'm like yeah they they cut out the bullshit i just want matches man yeah then the casual fans like i want to know what this is about i came to watch rodman but i would like to get hooked on this ultimo dragon guy who's this jericho guy or who's the mortis guy like you don't know because they don't really tell you that much so that's okay if it's okay with you guys i want to be first on the next match because i'll I'll just read what i wrote i'll let me i'll send it up here the next match was for the wcw cruiserweight championship the reigning wcw cruiserweight champion chris i'm not quite mr monday night jericho yet jericho uh versus the ultimo dragon 12 minutes 55 seconds 
Dave, go ahead. Thanks, Jess. I'll go first. This I match to me. <laughs> I literally just wrote great match. I'm just gonna watch it and give it an A. And I didn't have I didn't I knew it and I was watching, I'm like, I'm not even gonna take notes here. I literally watched it. I gave it an A. It's not even a question. I didn't see any almost any flubs at all. It was wonderful. I, it was a fantastic match. You guys get into the details. So good. I just wrote, I wrote, man, there was some really good work here. And unfortunately, the crowd just didn't get into it. And that's, yeah, screw su- that. that's screw such a shame. Florida. It's such a shame. Uh, uh, you know, Jericho. I'm ashamed again, of you, Florida. I'm ashamed of you. You know, Ultimo was a Japanese wrestler from New Japan. Um, and so a lot of it. But he had been on WCW television for like, you know, six, seven months at this point. So sure. people should have known who he was, and they I don't know if they just didn't care. And Jericho was not the heel Jericho yet, the Monday Night Jericho, the list, reading the list. He wasn't that guy yet. Didn't come he down the office guy yet. He was one kind of Jericho. Yeah, he was just like babyface yeah. Jericho here. So I guess that his babyface character wasn't clicking, and sure. that's why they ended up making a change later this particular year. And Ultimo Dragon, just I don't know if he never, ever resonated. They had pushed him as like a multi-time champion, Ultimo Dragon. They'd done a lot with him. We'd seen him on the program, like I said, for a while. So I don't know why, man, but they they were so good in their movement here. This was a very, very incredibly solid cruiserweight match. Uh, the second man in the ring, you got to try to concentrate getting in as well. And Jericho made a critical mistake. He had things going his way, high risk maneuver, and he paid for it. And now Jericho's on the outside, the Dragons on the inside. Well, Jericho just ducked low on that one and walked away from it. Oh, oh didn't walk away from that one. Um, Jericho gets the pin and retains uh, yeah. the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Excellent match. I give it a solid B plus, just like the opener. I don't want to give it an A because I just wasn't when I was grading. I was like, I want to see what's coming next because on paper I was seeing a bunch of matches that I would be like, oh man. So I didn't want to blow my wad and give it an A. But in retrospect, maybe I should have <laughs> because for this pay per view, it probably was an A. But I give it a solid B plus. There's yeah. no shame in that. It was excellent. It was there, excellent. there's there's yeah. there's really good matches coming up, and I think it might be the this might be the best. Yeah, match. I agree with yeah. you. I, yeah, I, I I couldn't give it an A either. I give it an A minus. Um, but and the, the only reason was the crowd. And my only notes were um, this match this? Th- this match <laughs> deserved better from the sun so the sun soaked mouth breather uh, filled crowd. <laughs> uh, forget this crowd already. Like, and they try, like Jericho, kept, fans in Florida. Jericho kept looking to the crowd. They did the <clears> handshake <throat> angle at the end, which got no response. The stuff they did from like inside the ring to outside for like five minutes, like just kept going over the top on the mats, like high flying. Like um, they were just, they were just in sync together uh, and wonderful. And I don't know why, because it's it's I, I don't know um but i think Jeff, you know, maybe that's I, what it was it was it, they didn't know ultimo again, and jericho wasn't I, you jericho know it's yet. it's really funny because like i you make me think of eric bischoff when bischoff talks about moments like this he is so favoring like the reason why he loved the nwo so much was because it got the casuals anything the nwo did on this card the crowd fucking came alive and went nuts so the yeah, next match so. is a tag team match it's the steiner brothers versus chono and the great muta they were part of NWO Japan. Uh, 11 minutes, 37 seconds. Muda's entrance attire was fucking awesome. Um, yes. I love the great Muda. I won't ever not love the great Muda. Um, it was weird to see this match third on the card when it would easily have sold out the Tokyo Dome at almost any point in their run. Uh, in the so it was crazy question, yeah. to see them third up. You know, it's just a regular tag team match. And this was a number one contendership match. The winner will get a shot at the Outsiders, I believe, uh, was said earlier. Yeah. Um, Scott was blown up in 60 seconds, uh, but, but I, he's still, I think I even wrote that. I said, um, Scott is starting the transformation here. 
Like he it is was, getting massive. Yeah. It was yeah. a it was a similar to a lot of their New Japan matches with a little bit less of their high impact moves, but it started out pretty slow, but the pace definitely picked up towards the end. Steiners get the win with the fucking DDT from the top rope on Muda, which was fucking awesome. Um, I was a little disappointed overall because I know what they've done with each other in Japan. Yeah. But, you know, it's Muda and Chono and the Steiners. So, fuck, man. I gave it a B minus because it was still really good. Like, wow. not as good as the Ultimate Dragon match. And I. He was yeah, like right. that exactly that shot. Like uh it was it was great. Yeah. Um he's a pro. Yeah. yeah and the Steiners, the Steiners were great. Uh Scott, I think, just started to first use the hair dye here. Um <laughs> but it was perfection. I gave it yeah. B plus. Did I did I say B plus already? Uh, you did, yeah. did, yeah. So before so, we get into oh. the next match, there's a whole <laughs> little thing where they're trying to push oh, my. Oh. Kevin Sullivan as a legend. Oh. And I was like, fuck you. Like this whole vignette about Kevin Sullivan. Oh, oh, I missed that. Did uh, they really do a vignette? Great career. It's like, come on. Yeah, because this. Yeah, because later in the night, it was going to be a. It's going to be a career-ending match against Benoit and Sullivan. So you know, they had to hit me with the feels. They should have showed a bunch of rapid clips of him no selling. Yeah, because that was his career. There's no feels. He has no feels. Uh, that should have been I, I, in yeah. his highlight. I guess reel. I didn't realize he was from Daytona Beach, right? Or Florida, or maybe it was Tampa, whatever. Yeah, the crowd really reacted to, by the way. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Take it away, Jess. Sorry. I had a, Sorry. I had a the next match is a, it's a Lucha Rules match here. Juventud Guerrera, Hector Garza, Lismark Jr. Lismark Jr. took on La Parca, Psychosis, and Viano 4. 10 minutes and 8 seconds. I don't know what I would just watch, but I fucking loved it. It was fine yeah. in small doses back in 1997, but a lot of these spots you eerily see all the time in today's wrestling, and it's yeah. too much. But back here, again, to what the credit that we said before and what Craig said, Bischoff knew to spray each match had a different flavor of either a different culture or you a different style of wrestling, here. and it was awesome. Um, they just did things, Dave, in this match, and I, Craig, I, um, they flew. Thank God the they way, flew. By like the way, just, I love how you had everyone's name perfectly. I just wrote. Yeah, you did well. Con- yeah, congrats on that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my notes says I had to write it down. Tag. I only and, uh, recognize psychosis, by the way. That's and I put, I put, you know, they did things. They flew, and the crowd was fucking dead, and that they made me pissed. Dipped. They did a lot, and and I was actually getting really mad at the crowd here, going, "What else do you fucking yes. want these guys to do?" Yes. This, uh, yeah, uh, Hector Hoovy and Lismark got the pin. I gave it a solid B plus. It was phenomenal hey, it was great so the I'm next loving match it. i'm loving is, this pay for you guys i'm loving it it, it is really solid up to this point uh, you know chris benoit took takes on kevin, kevin sullivan excuse me next career oh ending match the yeah. loser retires forever 13 minutes 11 seconds this wasn't the best brawl that they had like for example the year before at bash of the beach 96 they tore the goddamn house down uh, Jimmy Hart getting knocked over on the life tower was fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Like Jesus, <laughs> man. Right. I yeah. forgot about that. And he he went up there to look like he was just trying to talk shit high up over Ben Wong. Like, it was <laughs> all set up for him to teeter over. And when he te- and then when he got up, his fucking he was pissed. His jacket was ruffled. And he starts kicking Ben Wall. He's all mad. Like when he got up, it was great. Like so I laughed so hard. Um, they all three at part. one point. So Jackie came down to the ring with uh, Jimmy Hart and Sullivan, and Sullivan. By the way. Yeah. 
And they all three at one point were just beating the shit out of Benoit. All of them just were just beating yeah, the shit out of Yeah, they were ganging up on him. Yeah, he was getting ganged uh, up Jackie, all the time, yeah. Jackie was awesome and looking fine. Um, so I hate sexy. that. I've never said this before. Never. And I'm going to say it right now. I hate that Sullivan no-sells everything. Like, I can't stand it. Oh, it's it. in my notes. Like, it's in my notes. Jesus like Christ. Fun. Like, he, he, I, <laughs> he's even survived Triple H style all day long in the Crippler crossface. Chris Benoit yeah. had that crossface on him for at least 50 minutes. And Before, Benoit, or, uh, Sullivan did not give up, and he just crawled over to the ropes. He's such a hero. Fuck that shit. You yeah, tapped totally immediately, you before you give like, Before you guys give your grade on it, Jess, can you just do your best uh, Dusty impression of Othbiss's position? When he's, of what, when he, what did he, he say hit, again? He, <laughs> he, I, think, I think Benoit hit Kevin Sullivan. It doesn't matter. Someone got hit in the chonies, and he's like, that's an auspicious position. I forgot that Rhodes was popping in on commentary here too. Does he was right there? I put I put overall this was a good fun brawl. It's except I didn't understand position. why Jackie turned on Sullivan. That uh, Dave made a good point before we hit record that they were trying to show frustration between Jackie and Sullivan through the match, but it, it didn't, didn't really translate out. well. So yeah. the Jackie turn at the end, uh, which ultimately caused Benoit to score the pin with a falling headbutt from the top rope, um, didn't really resonate to me. But it was still all really good. I give the match a B plus. I thought it was a really good brawl. It was fun to see him go everywhere. I could say what I want about Kevin Sullivan, but whenever he faced Benoit, because Benoit was so good, he always had his best matches with Benoit. But Sullivan definitely it's triggers of Benoit, me. Benoit, right? So, his, yeah, yeah, Sullivan's work, it, Sullivan's work definitely triggers me. It's all Benoit, but B plus, it was so really I, fun. I, I, um, yeah. I had pretty much and, the same And notes. Benoit won, so I was happy. Yeah, and nobody messes with me. Sullivan Prong. Turn out the light, this One, party's over, two, A great, great warrior, a great warrior has finally come to his end. Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, Bill Allen so that's good stuff, and Sullivan's out of wrestling forever, or just still next yes. week. Um, so they started to trash the set, which I really enjoy because it's a crappy set. And, you know, Chess's point, Jimmy Hart on the tower was hilarious. Um, and that the pile driver was just horrifying um, that they put on. Yeah, it was. And then I wrote, fuck Sullivan for not submitting to the crossface here. Like, fuck you. You know, like, I you swear. Been knocked I out. swear. You like, come on. And then and then I said, like, there's no DQ here. Why why does getting to the ropes matter? Can someone explain this to me? WCW once again, like they get to the ropes. Oh, well, there's no DQ, but you better get off the ropes. Okay. Yeah, you like, can break a submission hole by getting to the ropes, but like you can fucking hit somebody with a fucking lifeguard tower and you're fine. Like, come on. And then I and then I, I hate Sullivan. Or Sullivan hit Benoit in the face with a fucking cookie sheet or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, that's right. right the cookie face. sheet. Like, yeah. like in the yeah. side, like he slapped him in the ear yeah. with it and the cheek <laughs> with it. It wasn't even on the top of his head. He was so yeah, it's not even not even the, the worst place you could hit him just so, yeah, for stealing. so uh, that was probably of, for stealing his because wife. of the DQ issues and Sullivan has to be across face. I just I still loved it, but I gave it a B minus, a little bit lower than Jess. Um, the next match was Bongo McMichael against Jeff Jarrett. Oh, uh, that's weird. Who was who was the Beautiful. reigning WCW United States champion? This match was for that title. Six <laughs> minutes fifty six seconds. I put oh here we go when I saw Bongo <laughs> come out. Okay. Jarrett, Jarrett looked Bongo. huge here. By the way, Jarrett looked yeah. fucking huge. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Forget the match. Right. Doesn't matter. That doesn't yeah. matter. The match. My there's my what I want to talk about right now about Jared Mongo. Do I need this, to get this is, before we do this? This is the most important <laughs> kind of thing, and this is I never really thought about this. Jared has a very uh, strange attire, like that no one else has. He has full tights connected to straps, um, and then a neckband. 
like a choker, yes, like a, which yeah. looks like all connected. And instead of watching this, it, thank you, Dave. That's what I want to talk about. That, because, <laughs> and during this match, I didn't care about this match. All I was thinking about the entire match was like, how does Jarrett put this tight? <laughs> he even had that entire in WWF too. Because you it. either have to the straps have to button into the tights, tights. or the, or the really choker has this. to connect in some way has to but detach, the choker right? never came yeah. unglu- uh, undone so i yeah. believe it's probably still one piece or maybe not but if you think about his tights gentlemen how do you put how does jeff jarrett put those tights on and how do those tights built i think <laughs> the tights have to be separate i'm gonna bring up a picture make sure you put the up a straps, picture yeah i'll put up a picture here the straps have to fasten into the waistband of the tights. They have to on the inside. Uh, yeah. Unless the choker opens up. Yes. And then he steps in and puts the tights on and then just throws everything else over and then close the choker. But then you can yes. never just wear tights by themselves unless he had him designed that way. Cause he was always like, I'll never not wear this. And then of course he, yes, the tights, those you, I don't recall any breakage. Any straps yeah. coming undone. It was always fully connected. And, and Jarrett was a solid worker and put his body on the line. So he put those tights through the test. He bumped. He did everything. And those things never fell down ever. Not one time. Not in WWF. Not WCW. I think yeah. there's only two solutions. Either if there's like the choker button together. It's or the straps button to the tights. And he had several yeah. outfits but, like this. All of them. Like and I, you would have thought you would have saw some breakage with everything that happens. Yeah, so, I, ne- I never saw a break, by the way, to your yeah. point. So that was the important thing. And yeah, Mongo <laughs> loses his, his valet and his wife. Who cares? Standing between Jeff Jarrett and Deborah. Oh, no. Deborah. Deborah. Oh, got him right in the elbow. Oh, right on top of the noggin wagon. I don't like the look of this. This don't look right to me. One, two, no, no, no. three. Jarrett wins. <laughs> That's... That got me dumbfounded. Jared wins. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who cares? So, well, uh, yes, yeah, but good, good but job, the thing Jared, is, sorry. is you know, I think I look at Mongo <laughs> matches because we all recently heard like Mongo is suffering from Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes, and it's going to take yeah. his life sooner than later. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've heard a lot of stories from Flair to everybody else saying, you know what, you can say what you want about his wrestling, but he was so fun to be around. He was such yeah. a massive character in the back and yeah. on stage. Like his Mongo's character was funny to me. He was the, one of the most awful wrestlers I've ever seen. But like, let, put this. Let me say this. Put this in perspective. The only other person that does the tombstone better than him is the Undertaker. That's how yes, good that's Mongo. Mongo it. did the fucking tombstone pile driver so fucking good, Stop and he it. never hurt anybody. Stop he never it. hurt a you soul. That clear. Even he though. Even though, so he, he was never unsafe. He, he was not an unsafe the wrestler. He would have. I don't know. Sorry. You're right. You might be right, but I don't know. Like he did this shit at the type of rest. He was on Nitro every week, on Thunder every Dude, week, on every pay per view. Every time he did he it, he jumped. tombstone everybody, and he jumped to the moon and did tombstone people. And yeah. Mongo was clumsy <laughs> and botched all the time, but he was yeah. never unsafe. Ironically, because I guess he was a legit athlete. Legitly, you're right. But you're like, right. Man, and insanely strong. I mean, you're really right. Strong. So I put if and anyone else besides Jarrett was in here too. Go <laughs> I think he. Broke I put his if anybody else besides uh, what on what move? Uh, when he got hit with the briefcase on his forearm. Oh. And then because he got a second shot to the head, and then when he came out for the main event, he was completely wrapped up on his forearm. Oh, he might have, huh? Or he cut it, maybe. 
Yeah. I put if anybody else besides Jarrett was his opponent, this match would have fallen apart. Uh, Je- Jeff Jarrett cannot be understated here about how he held this match together. Uh, Mongo went for a press slam and realized that Jarrett was a stud weighing about 235 to 240 pounds of muscle. And in the middle, he's like, oh, shit. And he just slammed him like he really thought in his mind, like, I'm going to press him. And he got him. He couldn't even get him that elevated over his head. And he yeah. was like, fuck it. And he just threw him down because he realized how big Jarrett was. Um, yeah. I'm disappointed because this match was not a train wreck. It was fine in the long run. It wasn't great, but it, it was no, fine. Right. So I was di- I was disappointed. Uh, Jeff Jarrett wins due to Deborah turning on Mongo. I give it a yep. C minus, but it easily should have been. I think a I was B- being generous to the Mongo thing, and I gave it a B minus. <laughs> yeah, I, and you know what? I think I was in, being generous. I, I want to give some. Jess is absolutely right. I, I wanted to dismiss Mongo because we always do, but. Uh, with I mean, the there's a whole fo- Twitter site de- dedicated to Mongo botches, we lo- we but even Mongo. they've gotten very respectful since he announced he had Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes. And now, like, I fondly think of Mongo. Now it's Mongo no, and friends. No, he never did anything in the ring to me. Yeah. Mongo no. and friends, you're right. Um, th- he never left any impression on me as far as a wrestler yeah. was concerned, but he always has a good personality. I always like Mongo because he was crazy, and he's like, yeah. I'm talking like this. Like, he was always over the top. Like, I really enjoyed him as a character, even back here. I, I can say that. And he but, was a I mean, guy. He was the shit. I will say, Benjamin, as a dog lover, a dude that brought his chihuahua when he commentated and yeah. said, like, maybe probably someone said, like, yeah, we want, want you to not bring the dog when you commentate. Like, no, I'm bringing Pepe, baby. Like, uh, <laughs> he. He was I mean, that's a man life. who's not going to be intimidated by anyone and not going to care what you do. Yes. Think. You have yes. to be larger than life to have the success that he did to get the, one of the chairs in the commentary booth to be one of the full horsemen despite his lack of skills. He must have been one and, of the greatest guys in the world to be around. obviously he was wanted around. Like Justin, he was, a, he was a joy to have and people yes, wanted that's him exactly around. So right, yeah. for him. Yes. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Now anyway, we get was. to the hotline, the road wild, and then we get yeah. the NWO promo. What, what grade which, did you give it, Craig? Did you give it a grade? Uh, Jarrett's uh, outfit? No. Great Jarrett's outfit and the I'll match, give it a, please. I'll give it a C minus. I'll give it a C minus. Yeah, next is the, is the promo for the next pay-per-view, which was Road Wild. It was offensive. It was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it was just lame. I hated it. Uh, and then in the next promo was an interview segment with Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman, and it was so fucking long. All Hogan did was drone on right, for about up, 30 brother? minutes. It's too long. Tell him hot dog. Tell him Rod the Bod. Tell him Cod the Bod. Tell him with your shaka baka chabla. And he's just doing shit. And I'm like, get to your fucking point. The interview was probably 30 minutes. I'm I'm just roughly estimating on that. Uh, sure but the I next match, the next match was Scott Hall and Randy Savage, NWO members versus DDP and a mystery partner, which ended up to be Kurt Henning. Nine minutes, 35 seconds. Kurt was so rusty here and he got zero crowd reaction when he was revealed as a he surprise. He really did. So like I said, Two months later, panic and put him in the NWO. Why not? You, um, you, you uh, had to know something was up when he never put his suspenders on. Yeah, so swerve us with the mystery partner <laughs> and then swerve us again with Henning turning his back on DDP. Makes no sense. Why do it? No. Uh, yeah. Hall hits the outsider's edge on DDP and then Savage hits the elbow for the pin. Lame. Grade C. I only give it a C. I gave, I, I, gave it a, I gave it a D for double crossing just a double cross. I gave yes. it a D Good. and I will Good. say watch this match back. It is weird. Uh, yeah. Henning looks. Henning and DDP have no chemistry together. They won't even look at each other. There's no like togetherness with them. 
Uh, Henning either looks angry and rusty or out of it. Scott Hall tries a thing where like poking at his belly in the beginning, which is the exact worst thing you should do when Kurt wants to come back. And, and they know each other too. Up. They're Fred. They're both Minnesota boys as well. So yeah, yeah maybe that pissed Henning off. Yeah. Scott said something like, you haven't changed one bit in the ring and you can hear him audibly say it. And then kind of for no reason, he turns on him. Um, but it was, it was really awkward. Uh, cause it, I don't know. Like, I'd love to hear like the backstage story of this, like, why even yeah, just, just at least pretend to be partners or like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think, it, I, I think, think it was, I think Henning was out of shape. He was rusty here. Um, was he struggling he was out with for a, substances at this point or no? I do, I'm assuming and I don't, I'm sure alcohol. I'm really assuming, but at the same time, uh, I don't think Kurt Henning was ever a major drinker. I think he was a pill guy, um, but I think Henning was always fighting with back injuries. And I want to say he was out for a while. He was training for a comeback in WWF in 96 slash 97. And then Vince is like, no, I don't have those in my plans for you. you you're going to be a commentator or a manager. So that's why he went here for the big money because Bischoff agreed to put him on television. But I don't think Henning was really ready. He wasn't in ring shape. I think he was just rusty. I really believe that's what it was. Yeah. He was lethargic. He was, remember, he was puffy. The only, cool, the only cool thing about this match was the toothpick gum exchange. I swear they were just trying to trade off. Like, yeah. yeah. This in your mouth and I'll take this in my mouth. Like. Gross. And I guess I didn't realize this was the first time that you saw Henning at all in WCW and that this yes. is a testament to how stupid this crowd was. You really should have popped for Kurt Henning when you figured out who he yeah. was. But nobody did. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, so the next match was, <laughs> wow. Rowdy Piper versus Ric Flair. 13 minutes and 26 seconds, which is way too fucking long. I, don't, um, I mean, you guys are going to But you know what, though? Can I say I, this, though? Even yeah. way past their primes, man, this crowd was hot. And I mean, we're talking about Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, two of the greatest wrestlers ever, like, to step in the ring. So, of course, the crowd was with it. But again, it goes back to my point earlier. NWO was mega hot. Yes. Piper and Savage are super legend. The crowd popped yeah. for the legends and for the NWO. It's just what yeah, they sure. did. Um, yes. So, WCW was way over when it comes to that. It's just what Bischoff yeah. was doing right. Um, they took What's it to the crowd to cut. Uh, the, well, they took it to the crowd at first to cover up Piper's lack of ring skills at this point, because I believe he already had his hip replaced. Um, it was just an okay match, but it did heat up towards the end. They tried to do like some quick shit at the end or whatever, and I did appreciate that. Um, Piper fucked up the horseman interference spot when he was supposed to be on Flair for the cover. Yeah, so Benoit could too. go up and do the headbutt. Piper gets up, looks right at Benoit, lays back down on Flair to cover, looks up at Benoit. Benoit jumps, Piper moves, he hits Flair. I'm like, Jesus, just abandon the spot, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Or or Piper, yeah. if he's going to stand up, Benoit should have just jumped. Piper would have hit him in the stomach yeah. and they would have just done it like that. But Jesus, man, yeah. that was bad. Um, uh, I want you guys to let this sink in. Are you ready? Yeah. Rowdy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper allowed yeah. Mongo McMichaels to give him a tombstone pile driver, which solidifies my point from earlier. A and it was a perfectly executed really pile was. driver. It was perfect. It I gave was. it a great C. Because at the end, I did have a smile on my face. The last five minutes, they were just doing yeah. good shit, even though the, the Benoit spot got fucked up. But after that, they were doing some kind of cool creative false finishes. Flair was, is always yeah. hilarious. I mean, if you grade this on pure wrestling alone, it was a D or an F probably. Sure, sure, but sure, like, sure. I mean, it was a grade C because it made me smile, but it wasn't any better than that. I think I was. The way to combat this is to get to the rope or to turn it over. Yeah, it's hard. Either way. it's hard, Tony, to reach the guy. See right there? Flair just, a, just kind of a, a little fly by his face. Look at the anger. Look at the anger. This place is deafening. This place is deafening. Piper is going to turn the figure forever. He got him. And now the reverse. The pain on the leg. 
think I these guys had no business. The, like, yeah, on the, I was into it on the crowd stuff, and like you said, they they actually kind of pulled it together at the end. Yeah, but I I don't know what it is, man. When when you start playing all the hits, and I'm talking about the chops right from the get go, and they're just chopping the crap out. Of it. I don't know why, but that gets me. I guess my blood boiling. No, it is way. cool. It is cool. I love and like slapping the shit at each other. But, just, and and also proves the point, right? That less is fucking more. And you know yeah, these guys were just point, doing. Yeah. They were doing headlocks and just bouncing each other off the ropes from headlocks, shoulder blocks, yeah. like you said, chops, so, basic fucking it, it, 80s shit. But Flair would get up and he would fucking yell at someone in the front row for cheering for Piper and the crowd would pop yeah. and then Piper yeah. would do his crazy shit like where Flair would hit him in the face or slap him and Piper would slap himself and ah, like, you know, do that. Yeah. So to your point, they're, so yeah, behind they're Piper. playing all the hits. Piper yeah, got a massive the- pop, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they did. They're, they're, they're playing all the hits here. You know, Piper's doing the, ah, boops, smacking up something. Oh, and finally, you get the, wow, <laughs> now. And, that's, the first, and then, Jess, that's the first, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, I can't believe that. It's a Piper impression up until that. Come on, man. And, and then, You're all big you know, loss coming that, in, man. The, you get the ref to interfere, obviously. Hey, back off, back off. And then Flair yeah. starts working the knee. Stand your procedure <laughs> right. now. I come on, man. Um, Less is more, man. You younger so back there need to watch Flair and I, man. And then Piper reverses You old young ultimate dragon. Nothing, man. Is all now. And horsemen come down. Mexico's stupid, man. <laughs> Lucha smoocha, man. You watch these I love, two. Po- I love how Rick I love and I got in there. You in. put me in a headlock. I'm whipping you to the ropes every nine times out of ten, man. Now, I love how the horsemen come down and triple team Piper and still only get a two count. That's great. Um, and then they David. leave and then don't come back for like the rest of it. They're like, okay, job's done. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, well, they, yeah, no, not even that. Like, they yeah. did the no, job, they were, but they're like, well, we threw a shot at him. Yes, we're not going to get the pin. You just have to know oh, the story. I'm sorry. Um, I love when, when Flair slapped Piper and he just kind of stared him down. Such great storytelling. That's the kind of story where Jess is less is more. And then just yeah. kind of go fisticuffs for a while and Piper finally gets the sleeper because, quite frankly, that's all he could probably do for a finisher. Oh, Piper wins I because of crowd pop, because of, of run-ins and just fun stuff and slapping ah. the crap out of each other for 10 minutes. I gave it a B-. minus. I thought I really had a – I told myself I wasn't going to Break and Jess are pieces of shit, man. Well, think, think about it like this. Like yeah, man, yeah, we, we 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 did we did the King of the Ring, and it was Piper and, and the King, right? And it was horrible. This was so yeah. much better than that. But it doesn't. And, and time you're right. You're right. And you know what? So and it was still horrible. And it doesn't matter. I was watching these guys, and I kept thinking back to like these guys have wrestled each other since the '70s. Like, yeah. And then yep. again, I, I hearken back to like again, like I'm getting we're getting older, and I'm like. I have more respect for things and more humble and like, and so knowing these guys, there's a part in here where I think Piper, even with a new hip, I think he heard it again. Uh, like he, or he was selling very well, but even like towards the end when he got out the ring very gingerly, I was like, oh man, I think his hip like still. And then, but you look at Piper's chest at the end and it really is black and blue. And they, they had some great exchanges that great psychology as they always did. They probably they were not on top Light of their game now. here. But you know they had some fun. And you know what I did notice, though? They were so energized to fight each other. Yes. like Because they've always liked each other. Piper and Flair have always liked each other. They were close. This stupid sunburned Daytona Beach, mouth-breathing Florida crowd. (laughs) Love them. And and then that, in turn, makes me love this match even more. I gave it a B-. It was too too long. But it was was great. You're welcome, Roddy. Uh, <laughs> so only, only uh, B minus. I, I do. I just always think of those two like preaching in the back, like when they got back, and then 
Flair's like, you mortis, look at what I did. Like, and he's just like all over mortis. You use the chair and hit him. And Piper and I just did the chops. We're <laughs> world champions. Like, and fucking Flair and Piper just like yeah. like roosters in the back, you know, like just right. talking to all the talent and back then, there. Then they That's right, man. Less is more. Lucha, have yeah. a good flight back to Mexico. We do it right in America. Yeah. We do headlocks. Like, it's just yeah. kind of, it's two clashing styles. Like, you know, yeah. like. And then they all went to the hotel bar, and then Piper yeah. and Flair probably paid for everything. <laughs> and then Piper, and the Flair rolled up. It's like, ah, oh, $40,000, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it doesn't matter like, they own the room and like they had fun and like god bless them all for the lifestyle that they live like that's yeah so this question how much how much did buffer how much did michael buffer get for the main event announcement was he get 100 million dollars so uh oh, i can't remember i want to say it was i think for just doing let's get ready to rumble and i could be wrong on this number but i think he got a hundred grand just for saying Let's get ready to rumble because he copyrighted that phrase. So I truly yeah. believe that on top of his appearance fee, he got an extra 100 grand for saying, let's get ready to rumble. I could be wrong on that number, but I think it was that ridiculous. Yeah. So Michael yeah. Buffer. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, some people ended up shitting on Buffer after a while, but they kind of made him a staple in WCW, which I actually liked towards the end. I just liked the fact yeah. that Buffer you knew gave Buffer it a big was match coming, feel. The main event was here. So, yeah. yeah, the main event was Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman against Lex Luger Jeez and the Giant. Christ. 22 minutes and 19 seconds. 22 and, minutes? Yeah, I am not. Well, dude, the first 10 minutes were just them doing nothing. That's the beauty of it. Like, I'm not going to grade this on wrestling. I'm going to just go on the line right now because if, if I did, it would be a fucking F. So what, what's the point? They popped so huge when Rodman did that arm drag on Luger. It was insanity. And he walked back and he celebrated for like fucking two minutes with Hogan. They kissed each other. Then he goes yeah. back and he did they a fucking then he yeah. then he got arm dragged and then the crowd went equally as nuts and Rodman rolls outside to the ring. Like, yeah. he was probably doped up as shit here, Rodman, but he did fine. Then he leapfrogged Luger. The place goes insane yeah. for yeah. a leapfrog. And I'm like, going to let you it, finish, Jess, because I, I, I want to I say that I 100% agree with you because um, I wanted to hate this so much. But you I, have to I, see, I could, like, I could not hate yeah. it because the crowd. If you're comparing back, it to Ultimo Dragon perfectly. and Jericho, you're wrong. Like, you yeah. shouldn't do that. Continue, like, your match analysis, but I absolutely 100% agree with you. I want to tell everyone out there, you should watch it because you cannot hate this because of how how the crowd responded and how much they kind of did this perfectly. Even they, with, by like, the way, they did their the job, and you cannot tell me. Cannot sell against yeah. Rodman and Hogan. Who's going to carry this match? And for some strange reason, they ate it up, and I, I ended it with a smile. So continue, and I'm right with you, Jess. Yeah. So uh, whenever Hogan and Giant got in there, it was fucking garbage wrestling. Uh, it was bad. Yeah. Like when Hogan and Giant got in there, it was just terrible. But uh, but and, and Luger of all people had a lot of energy. And I again, I have a, a love hate relationship with Luger because I see some of his shit wrestling and I get angry. But Luger always looked impressive. I always liked his character. Like Luger was really well, he, he was, showed he was, that he was flex Nogger, The crowd was into it. Like they well, were yeah, nice. Luger was super over. But he was a good. He was a you. He showed he was a veteran here. And him and Hogan's experience came into major play here. That's why Hogan's so underrated. Because even though Hogan and Big Show, all their moves to each other look like absolute trash. But it didn't matter. Like, they got the crowd so hooked with the two moves that Rodman did. That Giant did an awful atomic drop on Hogan. And Hogan did the a wannabe Rick Rude sell, which was paled in comparison to what Rude did. But the crowd golf clapped 
after Hogan did the sell, they all clapped. And like, I was like, oh my God, they have them in the palm of their hands. Hogan sweat like a hog, like from the beginning. That must have been filthy hot in that arena. I, um, well, there's two things like, to that. He's drinking a ton of water. He's in great shape here. Probably the best shape yeah. of his life. I mean, so was Luger. Luger was it looked excellent too. And uh and the whole match played out just fine. Luger actually gets Hogan to submit in the rack. That's when the ending came. What an appearance! The savior for WCW oh. hit the wrong guy on purpose. And so did Hogan! Oh. The rack. He's got him in the rack! Max Luger has rock Hogan! Remember the referee with that! Here comes Nick Patrick! Nick Patrick is in! He's he got it! He's got You could say what you want about the the actual wrestling in the match or whatever. It wasn't all the media attention they got. Rodman, world champion yeah. with Chicago Bulls. He got every single media attention. For once, the WWF was not getting the mainstream coverage. WCW was hogging everything here. Yeah, bringing Rodman at that time was You cannot tell me that if a casual smart. wrestling fan watched this match, they didn't pop. They didn't enjoy it. Like yeah. and then all the news outlets covered everything afterwards. Him yeah. leapfrogging, him hip tossing Luger. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I give because I said in the beginning, oh, I'm no. not going to grade it on wrestling. I give it an A because it did oh. everything oh. it was supposed oh. to do. Oh, no way. How is it not an A? How is how did they not execute everything? How did they not execute everything that they were supposed to do? Tell me, please tell me. For Hogan, bro. No, I'm not. I just Come I spent on. how I spent the whole time crit- like, saying that Rodman was good. Shit, how? Man. How? Tell me how I was a homer for no. Hogan's right now. When I said that him and Big Show are horrible and he sweat like a pig. <laughs> how am I homer for Hogan? I said you that Dennis gave Rodman. It an a, man. Dennis you Rodman. Gave it an a. How was this not an A? Tell me how it's not an A. It was the highest. See, that's why it was the highest rated until the next year. Until the until, get, 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 okay, no. Until thing. Sting versus Hogan. Until Sting versus Hogan. It was the I, highest I, buy I, rate I, for WCW ever. I told that I right I'm not the beginning. I want is it not an A? On it, and I want to fight. Like, but okay. I'm gonna lose you're, this. He's picking there, so. a fight. Jess, you're picking a fight. You're going to lose because you said I'm a Hogan homer. That's why you're going to lose because you didn't listen to anything <laughs> I said. You didn't listen to a word I said. I actually bashed Hogan more than anybody. I was listening to everything, but I think I think I, would, I, think I blacked out and, and, and furious. It's an A. It's an a. a. It did everything. You can't tell me that Bischoff didn't have a hard Man. penis going up the elevator that night <laughs> thinking it was an A. You Are you really trying to tell me? Bischoff to this day will tell you that match was probably one of the you're, best you're matches. You're basing the whole thing on, on, on crowd. And I, I said just, that. I, I said that from the beginning. Yeah. I'm not going to base it off wrestling because it'd be an F and there'd be no contest like because it was arm drags and leapfrogs and big well, show I, I, think, I think you gotta like, find some room in the middle i created a c because of the fanfare and everything else but the right. match is shit man you gotta admit that come on right like i said from no, the start it's I, an a it is, did everything no, it was let, supposed to do they, they let luger have the win and then then he yeah. they let luger torture rack everybody yeah Hogan everybody, does yeah, the was job a, too. that yeah. was a surprising that was the most surprising thing for me in this whole thing was that hogan let everyone was luger racked. Take the win, and then Rodman took it, and then and then Savage, Savage took it. Savage. Savage took it. Yeah, Savage took um, it. I will. I, I can't give it an A. I can't. I can't give it an A. But then I. I don't. It doesn't deserve a C because it did not bring the pay per view down. Uh, the pay per view, the, the entire undercard was fantastic, and I did not kind of stop watching just, this match. I, I think if you put it in as it doesn't hold up, it's not going to hold up. That's what I would say. 
But you, I mean, that, and then, again, oh, this one I wasn't saying, this is what I wanted to say during Justice Thing too. is like that shitty Daytona Beach crowd, of course they were throwing cups the entire time. That's not, I, a, I was that is so not a symbol of like the crowd's cool or an incredible moment. That's a symbol of how trash the crowd is. Um, that throwing I think cups I even in. saw a battery come in. Like I saw something like a battery well, or, yeah, or, or, or like a shotgun shell. They, like it, it that became an NWO thing when Hogan when Hogan turned heel, it all started yeah. there, and then like they just threw trash at the NWO ever since. Yeah, but but man, they were they were hyped, uh, and Rodman did no denying that he respected the sport. Like he took his lumps and then took powders outside, and then Savage had to like calm him down. And there was a weird thing where like Rodman got an advantage over the giant and did this thing where he's like, "I'm seeing eye to eye to you." And then all of a sudden, like took advantage and like whipped him, which kind of shits on the giant. But for some reason, yeah, it's it okay. Um, God, this this shouldn't have been good, but it really, really was. I can't give it an A, but I'll give it a B, a solid. When Luger, B. when Luger quote unquote hurt Robin, and Robin <laughs> probably had a game the next night. Hogan looks seriously like he's like, I'm gonna break you in half. Like he looked, he looked absolutely furious. Like what the next so night? You, you, Oh, who was uh was that Kevin Nash? Who was the the sting that came in? That's that was a shitty. I think part. it was Nash. I think so. I think it was Nash because he was huge. Was, I thought it was Carl Malone. What year was Carl Malone? He was the next year. All right. Uh, yeah, Malone was next year. There you go. Well, how do you guys rank the whole thing? I haven't even done that to be honest with you. The whole I give the whole pay per view like, I mean, I only gave one match an A. Uh, but I, I would say the pay-per-view is an A if you want like rewatchableness and all that. Like the pay-per-view is an A, but the, the collectiveness of it. Yeah, I was if I'm going, if so, I'm yeah. going to like go along with what I graded it, it falls in the B category somewhere. It's definitely worth the watch. It. We said it earlier already. Like Bischoff gets no credit for, you know, a lot of people say we're just going to be an alternative to WWF, and then they end up trying to copy the WWF, like what Jim Hurd did with WCW in the early '90s and everything. What kind of AEW is doing now? Like they're just trying to copy the WWF, even though they said they're going to be an alternative here. Bischoff legitly tried to be an alternative. And he said from the beginning, yeah. I want to be different. I can't beat him. I can't beat him in production, even though WCW's production was got pretty good at times. Um, he, I can't beat him in he, production. I can just yeah, beat him he, by he being took different the big boys to play, as they had said. But then to your point, he brought stuff from all over the world. He revamped a cruiserweight division. To great heights here, and it got better after this, by the way. Yeah, um, it, it was solid all year of 97, 98. They were on fire, Fantastic like stuff. Yeah. So you can't you can't deny what Bischoff put together and what he was trying to do. Um, it's just wrong place, wrong time, and you know, didn't have the backing he needed. He didn't own the place. He he could have had a terrible time and probably made it and come back through like Vince did, but when someone just tells you it's over, it's over. You know, there's not much you can really do there. So I don't I don't know. Like WWF has had shitty times too. What do you give it, <laughs> Dave? What Overall, what do you give it? I give it like a B plus. I was I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. I you guys kind of crapped on Mongo a little bit. I thought even the Mongo match was fun. I thought Double J was being silly, and you know I I I graded it higher than most. I think it's one of it's one of the better Mongo matches. It's definitely one of the, one of the best about better Kevin Sullivan matches you'll ever see. Um, just you know, and, and that and those are just the those are the less quote unquote low spots, right? So yeah. For me, I, I I think I'm biased because I literally disappeared from wrestling from 95 to 2000 because I was going to school and nobody at school liked wrestling, so I wasn't watching it. So I think I have this issue with the NWO where I'm like, what the fuck is this? And everyone else is like, it's so good. I'm like, I wasn't a part of it. So I think I shit on it maybe more than most, and that's why um, I can't give it the A because I'm, 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 it's a double cross like every week. It's, it's, it gets infuriated. Oh, that got terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, I don't think I've ever I don't know if I've ever given a WCW pay-per-view on this podcast today. Um maybe I have. But you're doing it today. And, and folks oh. will probably like pillage me on that I have because I I I'm a huge liar. Uh but I will <laughs> I I love this. I'll I'll give it an A, even though my average was go. an A, and I think I only gave one match an A. Um, just overall, and knowing WCW and the pay per views that we've done here, from bashes to starcades to war games, like mm-hmm. I mean, from bell to bell, the most consistent fun. I had a terrible week. I was ready. I was I was mad that I had to prep for three hours and then watch this <laughs> instead of getting drunk before what? like i have to i have to control my drinking before we get on the podcast um yeah because i want to write clear notes and i want to make sure that like i give like i do the same thing but i'll tell you I, like that, a terrible like, the week, less no, the i less... love this i really like yeah. love this pay-per-view and i, and I did I you take was... did you take less notes or more craig because it was just so good i i, I found myself taking less notes and actually just watching it, but that yes sense. you know and if percent. you go back to we did a That's fall bro 97 review uh, yeah, t- t- a few months a? ago, last September, and we you're loved about, it too. You're about to bury me, aren't you? No, no. I, I was. I mean, <laughs> I'm connecting it right now. I'm <laughs> saying that we actually watched that because right now you said like I'm surprisingly loving this. And yeah. WCW, like the critics of wrestling, kind of shit on WCW during '97, even though they were number one because every week was a run-in, like Dave said. But um, yeah. we watched, we previewed last September on this podcast, we previewed Fall Brawl 97, and we said In the, the same thing about that card. Every match, I'm like, I was so fucking surprised. This match was so good, and this is the same year. Like, this, that Fall Brawl is, what, three months away from this one? 97 might have been the peak of talent, right? So, yeah. Well, God, they had everything. And 98 was good, too, for the most part, as far yeah. as talent was concerned. They just had everybody, and they were doing, like, the best alternative show we'd ever seen up to that point that ended up beating Vince. didn't even Vince. see Guerrero yet, by the way. I mean... I yeah, want to yeah. say he was in the promotion. He just wasn't on the card. For he just wasn't on the card. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Crazy stuff. But, uh, anything going out? It's Ladies amazing what you can do when you're working as a team. Like, yeah. This was good. You're actually good. Good team effort. And then Absolutely. the wheels fell off the bus and it was sad. <laughs> oh. They don't go around and around no more. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Shooter, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Something. We'll figure it out later. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWE2019 or Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. This is Dave, Justin, Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Thanks for the good grade, man. Come on, man. Love you, man. Chai, chai, roses.